Here's the crazy thing about journalism. What you saw depends upon the eyes with which you saw it. I'm Randall Terry. This is Voice of Resistance. Hello friend, welcome to the program. I'm Randall Terry. Thank you for the opportunity of being with you. In a moment, we're going to play the majority of President Trump's speech at the National Prayer Breakfast. You're gonna be blessed. But first, let's look at journalists through a passage from the Sermon on the Mount. What I want you to see is that journalists who are covering Donald Trump, Steve Bannon, what went on last night at Berkeley, the riots there and the beating of that innocent person, what I want you to see is that journalists report something based upon the health of their eyes. Here's from the Sermon on the Mount. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Those are the words of Jesus. Obviously, he's speaking in imagery. So picture a journalist going to Auschwitz. All right, this is a true journalist. What does he see? It depends upon the health of his eye. If he's an anti-Semite, he sees efficiency. He sees a slave labor force building German armaments. He sees a crematorium where they burn the remains of the bodies of the Jews who were destroyed in the gas chambers. He sees Europe being rid of the, quote, human rats, close quote, that the Nazis called the Jews. He's a journalist, but his eye is sick. Now, if he's a journalist who fears God and loves God, he sees murder. So the way that event in Auschwitz is reported depends upon the health or the sickness of the eye. This one's just as offensive. I'm not trying to be offensive, but it is offensive. Think of a journalist who goes to a slave market in South Carolina. What does he see? Two journalists go. One sees an abomination, cruelty, a crime against God and man. The other one sees sales, profit, inventory. Ooh, look at how good looking that woman is. The slave owner who buys her might just get double duty from her, if you know what I'm talking about. One sees the truth, because truth comes from God. The other sees lies, oppression, and embraces them because and death and, and rape and, and brutality and kidnapping, the other embraces them because his eye is sick. And the light in his body is darkness, okay? Now fast forward to today's journalists, the ones who cover Steve Bannon, the ones who cover Trump, the ones who cover the ban on these seven nations. It's all bad reporting because the reporter's eyes are sick and the light within them is nothing but darkness. Christmas is almost here and many of us are going through that annual struggle. What do I buy him? What do I buy her? In other words, there's a list of people in our lives that we need to or want to buy gifts for and we just don't know what to get them. May I recommend not a tie and not chocolate this year, but the new DVD series, What Would Mohammed Do? 
Islamic Terrorism Explained. This is a serial documentary, something like you might see on Discovery Channel or PBS, that has eight hours of material. And you won't think it's eight hours. You'll be thinking, where'd it go? I want more, I want more. I'm encouraging you, friend, get this. Get multiple copies. And the more copies you get, the greater the discount. I'm letting you know, there are people who are gonna watch this after you give them this as a Christmas gift, and they're gonna thank you and say, this is one of the best gifts I've ever gotten. Friends, we finally have a president who is talking at a prayer breakfast and is not rebuking Christians, not condemning the Crusades, not falsely praising Islam. <laughs> it's great. So <clears throat> I know that most of you did not get to see President Trump's uh, speech at the prayer breakfast this morning. So we're going to play most of it right now. We, we, we clipped off his introductory remarks and he was thanking this person and that person. And let's get to the content of very powerful speech and, well, I'll let it speak for itself. I give you President Trump at the National Prayer Breakfast. But most importantly today, I want to thank the American people. Your faith and prayers have sustained me and inspired me through some very, very tough times. All around America, I have met amazing people whose words of worship and encouragement have been a constant source of strength. What I hear most often as I travel the country are five words that never, ever fail to touch my heart. That's, I am praying for you. I hear it so often. I am praying for you, Mr. President. No one has inspired me more in my travels than the families of the United States military. Men and women who have put their lives on the line every day for their country and their countrymen. I just came back yesterday from Dover Air Force Base to join the family of Chief William Ryan Owens as America's fallen hero was returned home. Very, very sad, but very, very beautiful. Very, very beautiful. His family was there, incredible family, loved him so much, so devastated. He was so devastated. But the ceremony was amazing. He died in defense of our nation. He gave his life in defense of our people. Our debt to him and our debt to his family is eternal and everlasting. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. We will never forget the men and women who wear the uniform. Believe me. Thank you. From generation to generation, their vigilance has kept our liberty alive. Our freedom is won by their sacrifice, and our security has been earned with their sweat and blood and tears. 
God has blessed this land to give us such incredible heroes and patriots. They are very, very special, and we are going to take care of them. Our soldiers understand that what matters is not party or ideology or creed, but the bonds of loyalty that link us all together as one. America is a nation of believers. In towns all across our land, it's plain to see what we easily forget, so easily we forget this, that the quality of our lives is not defined by our material success, but by our spiritual success. I will tell you that, and I tell you that from somebody that has had material success and knows tremendous numbers of people with great material success, the most material success. Many of those people are very, very miserable, unhappy people. And I know a lot of people without that, but they have great families, they have great faith, they don't have money, at least not nearly to the extent, and they're happy. Those, to me, are the successful people, I have to tell you. Friend, I'm going to come back and, and talk to you more, but, but he is starting to touch on the issue of immigration, Islam, cutting off heads, and he makes one mistake in his speech, because he didn't write all of the speech. The mistake he made is that we're seeing heads being cut off, and this is something we haven't seen since medieval times. That's not true. It's gone on every century, every century since the dawn of Islam because it's what Muhammad exemplified. I am urging you, go to our website. You see it on the screen. Watch the first installment of our movie series on Islamic terrorism. It's called, What Would Muhammad Do? Islamic Terrorism Explained. Watch it, see for yourself, and then order the entire series. I promise you, it will change your life and it will help you understand what's going on. I'll be right back with more of President Trump's speech at the National Prayer Breakfast. As a Christian leader and as a public speaker, I've had the privilege of speaking in some of the largest events in America, some of the biggest pulpits in America. I've spoken at the late Jerry Falwell's Thomas Road Baptist Church and I've spoken inside of the Vatican. I also would be honored to come and to speak in your community. If you have an event where you need a public speaker and you want to talk about pro-life, you want to talk about marriage, you want to talk about political activism, you want to talk about the threat of Islam, there's many issues that I'm fairly well read on and can speak to your group. If you need a speaker for a fundraising event, I've done many of them and helped people raise hundreds of thousands of dollars over the years. So, I'm available to you. If you'd like to talk to me about coming into your community to speak at your event, contact us at the web address or the phone number that you see on the screen. Hi friend, I'm Randall Terry. You're watching Voice of Resistance and I thank you if you're a regular viewer, I'm going to uh, put my heart on my sleeve for just one moment and ask you for your prayers and, if possible, for your help. We just went through January, 
which was without question the worst month financially that we've ever endured in at least four years. We did not come anywhere close to making just basic expenses. So right now there's people who are, who are on staff that have not been able to be paid, bills that haven't been able to be paid. And I'm, I'm actually embarrassed to talk about this, but if you're a regular viewer of the show and the show feeds your soul and encourages you, if you can help us with a gift of 10 or 20 or 50 or $100, we need the help. I know what happened. People gave in the fall. They gave a lot of money to the Trump campaign, to other campaigns, and people are tired. Their, their finances are strapped. I understand that. It's just taken an unexpected and, and very hard toll on us. So enough said. If your heart is moved and you can help us, please do go to the website. You can use a credit card or you can send a gift to the address that you see on your screen. And every penny, none of it will go to me, by the way. All of it will go to the expenses of this program and to pay for our staff. So let's continue on with President Trump's speech at the prayer breakfast. I was blessed to be raised in a churched home. My mother and father taught me that to whom much is given, much is expected. I was sworn in on the very Bible from which my mother would teach us as young children. And that faith lives on in my heart every single day. The people in this room come from many, many backgrounds. You represent so many religions and so many views. But we are all united by our faith in our Creator and our firm knowledge that we are all equal in His eyes. We are not just flesh and bone and blood. We are human beings with souls. Our Republic was formed on the basis that freedom is not a gift from government, but that freedom is a gift from God. It was the great Thomas Jefferson who said, the God who gave us life gave us liberty. Jefferson asked, can the liberties of a nation be secure when we have removed a conviction that these liberties are the gift of God? Among those freedoms is the right to worship according to our own beliefs. That is why I will get rid of and totally destroy the Johnson Amendment and allow our representatives of faith to speak freely and without fear of retribution. I will do that, remember. <laughs> Freedom of religion is a sacred right, but it also a right under threat all around us, and the world is under serious, serious threat in so many different ways. And I've never seen it so much and so openly as since I took the position of president. The world is in trouble, but we're going to straighten it out, okay? That's what I do. I fix things. We're going to straighten it out. Believe me. When you hear about the tough phone calls I'm having, 
Don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. They're tough. We have to be tough. It's time we're going to be a little tough, folks. We're taken advantage of by every nation in the world virtually. It's not going to happen anymore. It's not going to happen anymore. We have seen unimaginable violence carried out in the name of religion, acts of wanton slaughter against religious minorities, horrors on a scale defy description. Terrorism is a fundamental threat to religious freedom. It must be stopped, and it will be stopped. It may not be pretty for a little while. It will be stopped. We have seen And by the way, uh, General, as you know, James, Mad Dog, shouldn't say it in this room, Mattis. Now, there's a reason they call him Mad Dog Mattis. Never lost a battle. Always wins him, and always wins him fast. He's our new Secretary of Defense. We'll be working with Rex. He's right now in South Korea, going to Japan, going some other spots. I'll tell you what, I've gotten to know him really well. He's the real deal. We have somebody who's the real deal working for us, and that's what we need. So uh, you watch. You just watch. Things will be different. We have seen peace-loving Muslims brutalized, victimized, murdered, and oppressed by ISIS killers. We have seen threats of extermination against the Jewish people. We have seen a campaign of ISIS and genocide against Christians where they cut off heads. Not since the Middle Ages have we seen that. We haven't seen that, the cutting off of heads. Now they cut off the heads. They drown people in steel cages. Haven't seen this. Haven't seen this. Nobody's seen this for many, many years. All nations have a moral obligation to speak out against such violence. All nations have a duty to work together to confront it and to confront it viciously if we have to. So I want to express clearly today to the American people that my administration will do everything in its power to defend and protect religious liberty in our land. America must forever remain a tolerant society where all faiths are respected and where all of our citizens can feel safe and secure. We have to feel safe and secure. In recent days, we have begun to take necessary action to achieve that goal. Our nation has the most generous immigration system in the world. But these are those, and there are those, that would exploit that generosity to undermine the values that we hold so dear. Isn't this awesome? Having a president who speaks like this at a prayer breakfast? <laughs> Thank you, President Trump. Thank you, God, for this president. I'll be right back. Don't go away. I am loving this speech. As I said earlier, if you just joined us, by the way, I'm Randall Terry. This is Voice of Resistance. The only thing that the president said that was not exactly accurate is that we haven't seen the decapitations of Christians since the Middle Ages. That is not true. It has happened every century under Islamic law and Islamic tyranny. 
And I am inviting you. Actually, you know what? Watch the rest of the speech and then I'll invite you to get something that will change your life. I give you President Trump at the National Prayer Breakfast this morning. There are those who would seek to enter our country for the purpose of spreading violence or oppressing other people based upon their faith or their lifestyle. Not right. We will not allow a beachhead of intolerance to spread in our nation. You look all over the world and you see what's happening. So in the coming days, we will develop a system to help ensure that those admitted into our country fully embrace our values of religious and personal liberty, and that they reject any form of oppression and discrimination. We want people to come into our nation, but we want people to love us and to love our values, not to hate us and to hate our values. We will be a safe country. We will be a free country. And we will be a country where all citizens can practice their beliefs without fear of hostility or fear of violence. America will flourish as long as our liberty, and in particular, our religious liberty, is allowed to flourish. America will succeed as long as our most vulnerable citizens, and we have some that are so vulnerable, have a path to success. And America will thrive as long as we continue to have faith in each other and faith in God. That faith in God has inspired men and women to sacrifice for the needy, to deploy to wars overseas, and to lock arms at home to ensure equal rights for every man, woman, and child in our land. It's that faith that sent the pilgrims across the oceans, the pioneers across the plains, and the young people all across America to chase their dreams. They are chasing their dreams. We are going to bring those dreams back. As long as we have God, we are never, ever alone. Whether it's the soldier on the night watch or the single parent on the night shift, God will always give us solace and strength and comfort. We need to carry on and to keep carrying on. For us here in Washington, we must never, ever stop asking God for the wisdom to serve the public according to his will. That's why, thank you. That's why President Eisenhower and Senator Carlson had the wisdom to gather together 64 years ago to begin this truly great tradition. But that's not all they did together. Let me tell you the rest of the story. Just one year later, Senator Carlson was among the members of Congress to send to the President's desk a joint resolution that added, under God, to our Pledge of Allegiance. It's a great thing. Because that's what we are. 
And that is what we will always be, and that is what our people want. One beautiful nation under God. Thank Friend, we spent two years creating a unique movie series called What Would Muhammad Do? Islamic Terrorism Explained. Our line is, is Islam a threat? Let the founder of Islam answer the question. So everything in this series are the words of Muhammad. We don't quote anybody except for Muhammad, the Quran, and Muhammad's most ardent followers. So we're letting Islam, as founded by Muhammad, speak for itself. This is like a college class on Islam, the founding of Islam, how it works, what, it, what its laws proclaim, what the, its laws dictate, the rules of jihad, the capture of women, the hatred of Jews, deception, it's jihad, it's all there. Go watch the first episode for free. And then if you say, man, I wanna know more, order it. It'll help us financially, and it will help you to understand the threat that we face from Islam. God bless you.